0: we begin with a simple meditation allowing your body to relax and enjoy the conversation which is to come sit comfortably and when you are able to close your eyes place your attention on your breath as you inhale and exhale through your nose With each inhale, drive your breath into your belly, allowing it to expand. And as you exhale, allow the breath to exit with a gentle sigh. One more deep breath in into your belly and a gentle exhale as you sigh. And again, a deep inhale into your belly, allowing for a full exhale as you sigh. As you bring your breath to a regular calm pace, inhaling and exhaling through your nose, allow for a wave of relaxation to wash over your body, finding any areas that may be holding tension begin scanning at the top of your head noticing your brow your jaw releasing any tension scan your neck your shoulders lifting your shoulders up to your ears and allowing them to drop and again lifting the shoulders up to the ears and allowing them to drop feeling the weight of the world rolling off As you continue to relax, allow your chest and your upper back to release as you become aware of the beating of your heart in your chest. You may gently place your fingertips on your sternum, feeling the beating of your heart. Chin to chest in gratitude. As you continue to relax, let any tension go from your belly and you may place one hand on your heart and one on your belly, connecting the vibration of these two centers through your hands. Release even further, feeling the weight of your body on your seat as you place your hands on your lap. allow for this wave of relaxation to wash over your legs puddling at your feet with any traces of tension disappearing into the ground continue to inhale and exhale through your nose allowing yourself to relax even further Breathe for another three rounds of breath, and when you're ready, you may open your eyes.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Live Journal podcast. I'm your host, Paola Atlason, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. During the show, I will be in conversation with renowned wellness experts in service to their community. We'll be sharing personal stories, tips and tricks, and the self-care rituals which keep them grounded. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's chat. We're going to be spending time with Naomi. We're going to let her in when she shows up. In the meantime, I wanted to welcome you and say thank you for everybody that's been joining us and participating and be, being part of the conversation. I just launched my new Pal again community this week and the conversation is picking up there. It's a beautiful community. We're doing a seven day ideal plate challenge right now and that will evolve into many other things. And if you're interested, I'm going to be opening the platform again for free sign up. There's a membership, but there's also a free option. If you're interested, sign up through the link in my bio you can get on a wait list, you will receive an email, and we go from there. But we're talking about food, best practices, um, and what health, wellness, well being, anything that will support you. And it's my honor and a pleasure. And it's a great place for people to come gather um, with the same interests, share, share recipes, share share everything um, that they're learning and that they've learned. Um, There are people that are graduates of the program. There are people that are new to the program. So if you wanna be part of the conversation, join us. And I see that um, Naomi's here. So Naomi, you can ask to join the call. Here we go. And we're gonna let her in. As always, you can ask your questions while we're speaking and we will answer in the end. Okay, she's joining us. Let's see if we get it.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: How are you?
2: Oh, I'm so good. Happy happy Friday and congratulations on the 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 Paula gang.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, I feel like it's, in, it's been a lifetime since I saw you last and we had our first conversation what a couple of years ago for the podcast. Several,
2: several years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and throughout this time I feel like we've both gone through these deep transformations and <laughs> evolutions of the self.
2: <laughs> totally. Just like who who are we going to be in, in the next five years? <laughs> you know,
1: right. So before before we dive in, I would love for you to tell everybody who you are, because I know who you are, but I want everyone <laughs> to know who you are. That's why we're talking today.
2: Um, my name is Naomi, and I live in Santa Cruz, California. I know Paula through yoga and um, Paramatma Maya, um, a, a teacher and Kundalini yoga teacher. So I, I taught Kundalini yoga for ten years of my life, practiced it every single day, and so. And before that, I was also uh, hatha yogini. So it's been yoga has been a part of my life. Breathing and meditation has been a part of my life for probably half of my life actually. And so with that, I, I just uh, feel it, it, it brings a certain mindfulness and peace to all the creative endeavors I do. I raise alpacas and I am an artist. I am a singer songwriter. And so the yoga is like the thread that just weaves through everything. But yeah, that's how Paula and I got connected through yoga and meditation.
1: Yes, and very specifically, one of your songs that changed my life, and oh. that was in the beginning of me exploring spirituality and what that meant for me. For be after being so disconnected from anything in that vein for decades. Um, and I remember, okay, I'm gonna play with this. I'm gonna play with that. I'm gonna explore this. I'm gonna explore that. And somehow, I think Paramanma had recommended one of your songs for mm. um, what we're doing. And I remember clearly being in my bedroom listening to the song, and I felt like it was from another time. I'm like, is this from the '70s? Because <laughs> it <they> had the serial, <laughs> and and your voice is so special. But the ma, the the magical. I mean apart from all the magic that happened but the most magical thing where that my two kids who were toddlers at the time came and sat with me and started singing the song i'm like how do they know this song and they were <laughs> see, see the girl. and they were just singing and we it was we looped it for hours and they just sat there with me and sang so thank you for that
2: that is incredible i that's my favorite type of story is hearing how the children Respond to music, they 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 hear on a different level. You know, they they pick up on those vibrations, and it's just it's just amazing. <laughs> we got to get that back.
1: <laughs> it really speaks to when sound has a meaning, or when how sound can connect. That it, it regardless of what language or, or what time it comes from. You become attached to it, you know, and I, I, there are only a few things in life that I feel can transport you to a, a moment with such specificity as, you know, sound or food can do that. Smell can do that.
2: Mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Smell. Mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> right now, your, your music, you just released a, an album, right?
2: I'm about to release an album. I've been releasing singles off of the album. And then on November 19th, the whole shebang comes out. <laughs> it's totally not mantra though, you know, I, I departed from that, you know. Um, but I also feel like the the messaging and everything is still very much uh, um, spiritual in a sense. You know, if you translated all those mantras, what would they say? And so the essence of, of the folk music I'm writing is still about life's journey. It's just it's just a little bit more raw. it doesn't you know it, it does go to the human emotion level and you know releases energy there.
1: Absolutely And you know I, I'm sure that connects with you're still teaching and your spiritual practice but what's, what what are you doing right now? because the last time we spoke <laughs> were very white turban
2: <laughs> non-black
1: <I'm> <laughs> things and now it's like this wild woman came out
2: yeah. well the interesting thing is that that was how I was before I before I started doing kundalini yoga and there is um, for people that aren't are, are um, new to kundalini yoga or haven't studied it at all there's definitely a I guess I would call it an indoctrination process. Um, That's how I experienced it, where once I took my level one teaching training, it was like there were these rules and constructs that changed me dramatically externally as well as internally, where the partner I had was just like, who did I, who are you now? You know, I was wearing all white head to toe primarily and then always with a head covering, very, very modest and um, getting up super early and just being very rigid with my lifestyle and that was very different because I was oh I was the the person you see now is how I was it's just it's just who I am more very like a Leo (laughs) just sort of uncaged and so for 10 years I was that way and once the in 2020 there was a, a lot of uncovering of some of of the deceptions and abuse that um, our spiritual teacher, Yogi Bhajan, had committed while he was on the planet. And so it was like an unraveling. And in that process, I was able to discover like my old self, which feels like my true self. And um it also taught me that spirituality doesn't look a certain way. in fact if if somebody looks and projects a certain way, I almost like want to look twice and you know have like a more discerning eye. <laughs> you know? um, so, yeah. Um, I feel like it's been just such a journey. Talk about the journey. (laughs) It's just been such a journey of a decade of rediscovering myself, rediscovering the music that wants to come through me. And and at the same time, all these years of studying the yoga and discipline and having this other way of being. Um, definitely has become integrated in my music and my art and who I am. And I have no regrets about any of it. It's been a big, um, it's been very helpful in, in my learning process of getting to, to know thyself, you know?
1: (laughs) I think they're always, there's, there's always this, you know, it's almost like the hero's journey, that very typical, you know, uh, the story of the the simple person that something happens and they have to take charge, and then with some miraculous partnership, they're able to overcome the huge dragon, and then they go back to their village and they become themselves again, type of thing. And <laughs> you know, like every every Hollywood movie is is based on that. But
2: yeah, uh, the arc line
1: <laughs> exactly. And but I feel like we go through like I, I at least in my own my own health, wellness, spiritual combo journey, it it was almost like I had to first leave behind the version of me that was in suffering, that was in confusion, that was just not, you know, numbing and, 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 and trying to disconnect from life. And I felt like I had to strip it all away. My husband was like, what is happening? with you, like who who are you? And not in a superficial level because I'm always doing things with my hair and dressing differently, but it was like, you know, strip it down, no makeup, no oh, it, simple white, a lot of waking up early and, and connecting and, and you go through that and, and it go, goes to a space where you become so puritanical and it happens in so many different disciplines, right? But then
2: right.
1: one day you realize I can actually be myself with the addition of these things that I've learned and the, all of the parts of me can come and play rather than, you know, and it's taken me a while that the 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 part of me that has been the wildest, she was the one that had the most fun. She was young and she didn't really know how to manage it, but I've invited her back again into my life, you know, and it's like, don't get out of control. We, we're still going to keep it cool. Yeah.
2: To hang out. it does there if there becomes like an infusion and the yoga enhances that 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 wild part of us you know and the wild part of us enhances the yoga and it just becomes like a well we, we use the term in psychology the gestalt which is the completion and the wholeness of all parts integrated into the 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 whole being and uh yeah, I think it's important. I think it's a, it's healthy to embrace all these different aspects of our personality and, and bring them all into balance, you know?
1: Yes. And bring, bring them all to the party. I have a dear friend and a
2: team
1: <laughs> with trainer. And at one point she had me do that. We were doing a lot of work. She's a light worker. And she said, you know, all the parts of you that we've revisited through like a year of work, right? It's like, Let's invite him over to the party. And and we did this um, visual exercise where she had me, imagine I was on a boat on this beautiful lake or beach or whatever water setting, and I was fishing them out of the water one by one, and there was food on the boat, and everybody was dressed really beautifully, and there was like all the parts of me that were in shadow at one point. now communing together and that's you know like you're saying the union the yoking of all the parts of me and rather than the denial because we push ourselves away so so much what was the biggest learning you you feel you you took away from going through wild carefree strict to then coming back now to to the part of you that you feel more comfortable with
2: I feel it would have to be love, like self-love because um, there was an element, just personally speaking, there was an element in my wildness where it was kind of, you know, a little masochistic in the sense where I got off balance and I, I just had this like, uh, I don't care, you know, sort of kind of wanting to numb out, you know, when I partied. And and that and talk about like not wanting to integrate the shadows, like let's just, you know, party so that I don't have to think about these things that are causing me suffering. And while it's fun and loose and enjoyable, you know, there, I think that when Kundalini came into my life, it was at the right time because it was like, you no, know, you have to, there's a certain amount of maturation that wants to occur within your own soul's growth. And so look at these things and get to know them and embrace them. And the meditations that we do in Kundalini definitely bring up a lot of that shadow. Now, the issue is like when people want to just bypass it and that, you know, a lot of the teachings are bypassing. So that was something I became weary of. And at the same time, you know, I'm grateful for those practices because they caused me to confront them and look at them head on. And um, and then I went to school. Um, Actually, once I became a teacher for Kundalini, people would come up to me after class having all this stuff come up for them in an upheaval. And I didn't know how to hold space at the time. And I, you know, so I wanted to, and I wanted to learn how to do that. So I went down and got a master's degree in spiritual psychology, um, it took two years. And in that process, that was where I was able to really um, befriend, like you said, like, oh, picking up these, bringing them onto the boat, let's befriend them now let's understand where they, why they are the way they are. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful process. And, and I think there's a lot of healing that comes from that and then like self-acceptance. So now after going like from the wild side to the rigid side and now back to where I am now, it's a, it's a, there's more of a balance and there's less of an escapism. It's more just like, I enjoy this life and I want to, squeeze the juice out of it and love as much as I can and love every moment as much as I can. So it's like, yes, let's have fun. Let's get wild. Let's dance. Let's do all that. But also let's do it in a way where I'm really like honoring my body and honoring my soul's journey and honoring these emotions. And so it's, it's gotten deeper.
1: (laughs) I think that's where the true fun if, I mean, if we could use that word of, of a self-healing journey begins because I remember for myself in the very beginning, I was thinking, how long is it going to take me? Like, what am I doing? You know, you want like a timeline for, I mean, I wouldn't ask anybody. I would be thinking myself like, you yeah. know, I remember meditating and, and I've always mixed everything up. Like I, I'm the kind of person I can't subscribe to one thing and- <laughs> If you, if you want me to like be too specific about how I'm doing things or what I'm wearing or what I it's like, I don't like that. So I, I'll take from all the teachings and somehow they become one thing as long as I'm sitting and I'm meditating and I'm taking that time. But I remember just asking the question, what, what am I doing or what next? And to, you know, whoever was (laughs) listening in the, and then it just becomes, you know, then then the waves start coming, right? Oh, the shadow bits and all the things that we have to work through. And then beginning, I feel it, it, it can be very overwhelming at moments. And it, there's that, oh, I'm feeling great. I know there's going to be a low and this and all. And now I personally feel that when I see myself facing some work that still has to be done or a new lesson or it's not scary. It's not daunting. It's like, all right, it's time. And then you take a look at everything that's going around, you get organized, you spend extra time doing the things you have to do and embodying the version or the part of you that you feel most comfortable with is so soothing and it's so empowering because you're not trying to be a role. And I feel like Tell me what you think there's there's like a trend in spirituality, and it's like almost like wearing a badge sometimes, depending on which branch or which thing you're doing. and it's like like Kundalini was really cool for a while, probably maybe still is, but after you know things surfaced, like it was like almost kind of kind
2: of cool. you know <laughs> that That is what I experienced as the very slippery slope almost dangerous part of diving into a practice and in particular diving into like one lineage. Um, I want to backtrack and just uh, like comment on how you, you integrate a bunch of different things. And that's kind of where I am right now. And it feels so whole, you know, and I don't, now I come to realize, I don't think one thing is going to be the thing that takes me there or makes my body feel good every single day, you know? So it's, I mean, practice, of course, meditation, but like, I I mean, I think our bodies like the variation. I think our immune system likes the variation because we get too used to something and it can either like like sandpaper rub us thin or, you know, so we just got to change things up and integrate a lot of different things. Um, So anyways, diving into Kundalini Yoga, for example, as a spiritual practice and getting really into it, there was a lot of... Um, almost unspoken expectations, and like once you would you know reach a certain space of almost comfort in in like a pedestal sense, you know that um that was where I saw a lot of darkness paula I saw a lot of people behaving uh poorly. I got burned by who I thought was like very spiritual people like that had integrity and I trusted them. I got burned by people, by putting trust in people that I thought were spiritual and holy people. Um, and I met their spiritual egos. And I'm sure I had one, too. I know I did. Mine was in a different way. Um, more like prideful of it. Like you said, it's like the cool thing. There's a pride there for sure that I had to work with. Um, But yeah, it's just interesting. Like that's why I said I scrutinize even more when I see people in like very spiritual bana and gear because I, you know, because it can be a facade or they can be so deeply in their spiritual practice that that their spiritual ego is that much larger, you know?
1: Yeah, and it, it becomes something else. It becomes, you know, not being a, a teacher where you want others to become teachers, but the hierarchy of I'm the, you know, it, uh, that difference between um, a guru and a and a true teacher. Like some people maybe want to have that kind of guru, like I'm over here and you're never going to get here and speak with such authority. And then if you listen deeply, it's like, Wait, what? What are you talking <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and yeah I, I mean the the true form of or or the the truer version of spirit spirituality is that combination of some kind of um i don't like the word discipline but habits habits things that you have that that, that nurture your essence but also what you were saying in the beginning that self love and, and seeing that every lesson, every lesson you come across is a lesson in how can you love yourself more? Every person we encounter, every situation we encounter, and when something feels uncomfortable, loving yourself enough to know it's time to leave. Because I'm sure it wasn't an overnight decision for you. How was your transition from, from being for 10 years in, a, in that space and then being like, oh my God, no, I'm out of here? Or maybe it was an overnight
2: it it was both because I had been feeling certain feelings about, um, you know, I started sleeping in <laughs> and that was like, my body just wanted to sleep longer. And I stopped waking up at like crazy hours in the morning. And I was like, had to process the guilt of that, you know, because we're so indoctrinated, like wake up early, I'm you know, and, and, um, So there was a, there was an unwinding of like the discipline in a way where it just felt I needed it. And so then I was also second guessing the practice altogether once I started to actually come into myself more and all the, and, and of course the appropriation of it all too. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I just woke up one day feeling like, wow, I want to rebel against all of this. (laughs) And it was a combination of right when, right when the pandemic hit, Yogi Bhajan stuff came out and um, my father died and all of that just exploded. So even though I was thinking about and feeling certain ways about the practice and about the constructs of the teaching, I, um, it wasn't until like, boom, this book, that my father's death, I had a, I, I was, I'm the executor of my father's estate. Um, If anybody knows what that means, they know how intense it is. (laughs) And you have to deal with, you know, your loved ones, all their stuff. And so he named me the executor. So I didn't even have time to teach anymore. I didn't want to teach online because of the pandemic. So it kind of spirit was kind of like, nope, you're done. You're done. Walk away. It's okay. There's a whole other world out there for you. And it was the hard thing was having people in my community that would come to my classes email me all you know, like, are you teaching? You know, I felt like in that sense, I left people high and dry. And at the same time, I'm like, I have to do this. I I can't live my life for other people right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I remember staying connected. I mean, we've been connected since the day we we met, essentially. But I remember um, when your father passed away, and that was so impactful, and totally, you just, retracted you were like I am shutting it all down I'll be back but nothing's happening now and and then going and I remember you sharing once kind of going through his things and and having all these memories and then supporting your mom and you know sometimes it's these these moments where we realize how life is precious actually like for we always feel kind of invincible until we die, but then when someone more <laughs> deeply you know goes through that transition all of a sudden we're like, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? You know?
2: Exactly. Exactly that. It just it shakes things to the core where you, you look and you go, wait a second. This life is so ephemeral. It's so it's so quick. You know, wh- like how much time do I really have left, and what do I really want to be doing with it? And am I really being true to myself? And and it it can yeah, it's a it's a great awakening. It's like I mean, horrible grief, and at the same time, it can really shake things up for the better. Yeah. When when we have that awareness of how precious every single day is.
1: Every single, every single day. You know, like Parmanma has been saying a lot, every day is a rebirth, right? Every day, yeah, at night we die. We literally kind of die. Yeah. We take that for granted. You know, we take this leap, the death for granted, and we take the rebirth for granted. But if we could if we could see every day as a, a fresh start, we probably wouldn't A be so hard on ourselves and learn to enjoy each moment. You know, I work with women in teaching them not only how to eat in a in a wholesome and full and joy-filled way, but you know, how to manage their stress, how to take care of their body at a deep level with lymphatic techniques and all of these things that we talk about the food maybe in the beginning and we keep refining, but then we go in a circle and when we come back to the food, it's like, you know what? You can actually eat everything and anything you want because if you eat it with joy and happiness, it's not going to impact you and affect you in a way that you think it does. And I think for me, that means habits that I had in my before and then that I cleared in the middle and it was so puritanical. Like I was a vegan and I didn't drink any alcohol and everything was, and then going back to a place where it's like, actually, I can do that in a different way. Um, But with that appreciation that if I'm not enjoying life through eating a cupcake or whatever it is, that the most simple thing that may bring me joy, (laughs) why am I here? You know, it's, it's the, 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 i to me, the purpose of taking care of your body and taking care of of the container is to enjoy these things, not to, be, to be able to
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know i don 't want to go on a mountain and be a monk we could do that we're we're householders right we're just, we're normal people, so what does your practice of self care and and what, what what is your your um version of self love these days
2: Mm. Giving myself more time and space, um, literally on my calendar as much as I can, because, um, you know, that it was like an old habit of feeling like I need to fill the space, fill the time with meetings and things that would make me money and all that, you know, all that stuff. And um, now I really like adjusted my calendar so that I have a rhythm that I can live within and succeed meaning i can feel healthy i can feel i have energy when i wake up i can feel like i'm doing the practices and um, not burning out and so um i actually started this is kind of funny because back you know when i was in the thick of kundalini you would have never heard me say this but i bought a bench press and i i lift weights it's important like i'm in my mid 40s and all of a sudden like you know i'm 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 also farming and i'm noticing my knees are hurting and my things are popping and i'm like what do i do and i intuitively went i need to get stronger I need to build my muscles around my joints so that they're not like weakening as I age. And so I started doing that every other day with a friend and then we have a blast. We just like get pumpy. <laughs> so that's one of the things. And of course I still stretch and meditate. Um, I love, I bought an infrared sauna and oh, jealous. I bought, yeah, I bought a used one and, from a friend and I think because I made that investment that I use it, but my body loves it. You know, I try to get a sweat on my own, like through a workout, but also there are days where that doesn't happen or if I do a low impact, you know, so then when I go into the sauna, I drink copious amounts of water. I sweat my ass off and I get out of there and I feel like a new person. And it is one of my favorite new things to do as a part of my self-care routine.
1: I love, I love how you said my body loves it because we need to start understanding that our body likes or dislikes things that we may not like or dislike. And we have to un- we have to explore it and honor that. And, you know, going back to exercise, men have just made a comment who I love dearly saying yes to lifting weights. And for women, you know, we tend to subscribe to one practice that long and lean. And then it's like, no, we got to get strong. And we get strong by pushing and pulling things and lifting a little bit of weight <laughs> and moving differently. But, you know, in the beginning of exploration of any of these practices, our ego may sense some discomfort but if you give it a chance and you let me see if my body likes this and i feel like when we approach relationships information um food anything we that comes into our body that we consume with that separation it's like well i may like that but my body didn't like that so what am i going to choose to or i'm not so into that yet but my body loved it how can I find that that balance in there right
2: yeah (laughs) that's such a that's such an interesting perspective thanks for bringing that up it it reminded me of when I get out of the sauna um I don't want to you know I don't want to get in the cold shower and there's many times actually where I I check in with myself I'm like no just no um but but if you know more and more after being in that hot sauna my body is like please please drench me in cold right now I want to feel that rush of all the blood like just flowing out of my organs and I want my skin to feel like goosebumps and like but my mind's like no way no and so I talk like I do breathing you know talk myself into it and then like you know, I only do it for like thirty seconds, but I feel like a superwoman. <laughs> just like, ah, oh, thank Thanks. you, my body's like, thank you.
1: And it's that it's that moment of conversation. It's like, okay, we have to understand our ego, our our, our intelligence. will always try to protect us, right? Getting in cold water, it's not the nicest thing <laughs> from Bible point of view. We actually don't want to do that at some level. But it, it, you know, when we see ourselves repeating that conversation with anything we do, then it has to be. It's like, oh my god, I'm totally my ego is driving my life, and I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you know, which I think ties back to there's the big, com- the big conversation of body acceptance, positivity, love, and what what that means for each individual right is it's it's eating really healthy food that's gonna make you and i'm taking it separating it from the aesthetic of it but true self-love true body positivity true body appreciation is am i doing things that my body likes or am i doing it for the wrong reason so what how, how is this all inspiring your music because it, your new music is so beautiful and it's it there is a spirituality to to the words and the sounds and and the your, always ethereal kind of I mean your voice is amazing it's like no I've never heard a voice like yours
2: oh wow thank you um how is the all of how the, is the self of and all of the stuff Okay. There are Yeah. I would say physically it helps with stamina, right? Um, put yourself, if you've never played the guitar or, or, or an instrument like that um, into the perspective that you're going, that you are playing, your body has to be, or even the piano, your body's in a certain position. Now, if you're playing one song, that's probably like about four minutes. But if you're playing a whole concert for people, you're in a position, like with the guitar, I'm like this, and I'm holding something heavy around my shoulders, and I'm like that for an hour in front of people. So it's intense. And so I feel like these spiritual practices, the physical practices, all help to culminate in endurance, um, And then on the etheric level, I feel just when we, when I, I'll I'll own this, when I feel my light, when I feel lit from working out and eating well, I am able to have a creativity and a flow to my creativity that is um, more in touch, more connected. And so I think that's where, I mean, lyrically, where things get um, influenced on the etheric level, on the lyric level. And... Um, yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about you know picking back up. I used to go on tour, for, you know, traveling. We we were in a school bus. Now I'll probably make make it a lot more plush. But <laughs> but back then, um, I didn't have these practices, and I was in my twenties, but still like feeling beat up after being on the road, traveling. Hurry up, unpack, set up, play for several hours, unload get to a hotel and crash drive the next day. It's like, it was just nonstop. So now I feel like, um, you know, I have to keep up with my routine if I'm going to go do that again, because I'm 15, 20 years older now and the endurance factor is even more at play. And so I think, yeah, the self-care practices, all of that uh, adds to the sustenance and the longevity of what you're what your craft is and what your offering is for the world.
1: Yeah, and it's it's supporting the, the container, the human container, so that you can enjoy the human experience that you choose even more. Because, you know, um, recently a couple of studies came out um, in the medical literature showing it was like different studies from different labs throughout different times. And they had to compile all this data because it was, um, measuring the meta- metabolism from birth to death, um, ah.
2: and
1: so um, just how the body wears and tears throughout a lifespan. So they took, you know, some labs would do a study from children zero to three. And then, you know, how, how medicine works, where everything is so separate. So this was an undertaking and tracking people from birth to their late, you know, later lives. And what, they, what the literature is showing is that we don't decay as we age naturally. It's not a natural um, uh, force for the body to break down the same way that it's not the natural thing for the body to do in terms of metabolism slowdown. It doesn't slow down. It stays the same until we're like 60 years old in the body. So when we, when we look at it from a distance, why is everybody... Why are people's metabolism slowing down? Why are we feeling like we can't sit and play a guitar that twenty years ago we may have and it was just like it's us. We're doing it. We're not <laughs> maintaining it, right? We're not supporting you take your car to the shop. If your phone breaks, you go fix it. If if it runs out of battery you plug it, but we don't do that for ourselves and then we wonder why we're not enjoying things as much. If your body hurts And you can't, if you couldn't sit to play the guitar, you can't play the guitar, right? You can't, you can't, but it's, is that it's almost like self-care is a spiritual practice. It take lifting those weights and eating that food is part of, of, of a spiritual self-love practice that infuses everything, everything that
2: you do. Absolutely.
1: What are your so I know you're still teaching right you're still doing courses and people can learn from me. What is that looking like right now
2: I actually am not oh you're not i i i just so once I stopped teaching back in 2020 the beginning of 2020 um, is you know I kind of had to dive into dealing with my father's stuff and Yesterday was the very first day I actually felt really called to host uh, just an online gathering for the new moon. So I did that. It was a one off and it was fabulous. It was so good to reconnect to people and yeah, get all Zoomy again. And um, so I'm probably going to be offering those when spirit calls me to. And we do what we did yesterday is some movement. We did a little, just a little bit of everything a little Qigong, a little ab work. We got the, we shook and got the body moving. Um, we did a Kundalini meditation. We did the breath work. And then, um, and then I held session work. So, what I've been doing primarily aside when I'm not farming and doing music and working for my father's estate is, um, I am. I do one-on-one work with with people, just uh, counseling and intuitive readings and whatnot. And um, so that's been very loving and nurturing and sustaining. And that's what I do primarily, what I would call work, but it doesn't even feel like work, you know? <laughs> um,
1: I think that's, what yeah, I think just that's so- why I ask, because you have that, that circle, meaning teaching that Kundalini, but sharing and supporting and and holding, holding space. So if anybody wanted to work with you, what, what is it that you, when you do the one-on-ones, what is that offering? What does that look like?
2: So as I mentioned, I went to school for two years and got my master's degree in spiritual psychology. So what that looks like is um, psychology but, with a spiritual infusion, in the sense that it kind of brings up these facilitation strategies such as gestalt and you know, personal, and we we bring spirit we welcome spirit and your spirit, my spirit we're like the angels, and we get into that realm that space so it's Similar to talk therapy, we'll talk, we'll get into it, you, you'll you express yourself and what's going on and any issues you're facing or any choices you're facing. And it has... Um, it has a transformative energy to it where there's a lot of clarity that comes through, but I hold, I just hold space and I ask the right questions and um, you know, if if I get an intuitive hit on something, I'll, I'll share it. Or if your angels in my ear telling me something, I'll share that too. Um, But it's, it's really like an exploration that we do together. And uh, I like doing tarot readings too. And yeah, it's just, it's just whatever the person needs really whatever you know holding space is like all about what does the person need and how how can i be a container and just listen and and listen for what they're needing you know
1: i love that absolutely so if anybody wanted to find you for your music or your services how can they find you
2: so i go my music name is ema naomi e e m a naomi um, but don't call me. You can call me Ima, but Ima means mama. So <laughs> it's Hebrew for mama. So you'd be calling me mama. I'll answer. But um, yeah, Ema Naomi, you can just message me through Instagram here. My website will be up. It will be ImaNaomi.com. And it's um, going to launch on the date of my album release, which is uh, November 19th, the uh, eclipse. We have an eclipse coming up. <laughs>
1: A major, major transformative eclipse, right?
2: We'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> People can find your singles on Spotify now.
2: Yes, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon—it's on all the streaming platforms. Um, I have, I have four singles out right now.
1: I love it. So, before we go, what would be one piece of advice? you would give anybody that's going through some kind of spiritual deep dive journey, exploration, and, and feels a little bit lost or
2: confused. Mm-hmm. Um, one bit of advice. Wow. I would say, befriend your breath, your, your breath, Locate it, you know, like Paramatma said, locate yourself, locate your breath. And um, that's the initial thing that I do every time I feel like I'm getting lost or panicky or worried about something. Start to work with the breath, slow it down so that you you don't accelerate into a spiral that will lead you somewhere you don't want to go. And from there, because then you'll have a more personal power through the breath yeah. to, to then make the decisions or you know seek out the right people to support you in your journey yes and don't be and then the, don't oh, be a what
1: no don't be afraid to reach out to people I feel like that's a, a big one too If people that maybe you don't even know but could offer some advice but I, I interrupted you
2: No, it's okay. Um, uh, The second thing I would just add is um, to not take anything too seriously, not take yourself too seriously. (laughs) Like the humor is so essential in this journey. God, yeah. I felt like with all the rigidity, the humor just evaporated. I'm like, oh. And it's 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 one of God's greatest gifts to us is our sense of humor.
1: Absolutely. And if you can't find joy outside of your practices, then the practices may not be serving you well. If we only find joy when you're in ecstasy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, True. thank True. you so
1: much for for having another beautiful. I. Hope to see you in person someday soon and and give you a big squeeze because long overdue.
2: I'd love that. Thank you so much for inviting me to chat with you.
1: Well, sending you all my love and let's stay in touch.
2: Sounds good.
1: Thank you for listening. For nutrition, coaching, wellness offerings, and upcoming events, please visit my website, PaolaAtlason.live, and for daily musings and simple advice, you can find me on Instagram at Paola Atlason Wellness. Sending love.